This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Dad, one thing I talk a lot about is how much you worked, right? Like my work ethic, completely inspired by you and mom, the way she worked the house, but mm. m- more you. Um, w- you know, we really didn't hang out. <laughs> like, you know, no, from- you, you got fired. you have dialed is you not got, in service. We don't Please. need to talk about when I got fired the one time for- well, Why not? Well, listen, fine, listen. L- listen tell them, I'm sure they look. Build, build the, yeah, listen, good, character. character, go ahead, tell yeah, them the story. Yeah, Gary asked for- uh, Two day. hours off, another day off. Left to ask to leave early for a high school party. You know when you graduate high school, people have parties? I asked on a Saturday to leave at five instead of seven PM. Right. Right? And I worked every summer day. These are like these is no real stuff. About, no question about no I asked to leave at five instead of seven one day. Mm-hmm. And we would leave the house at seven to open the store. Mm-hmm. So seven to five, you know, or nine to five. That's I don't a heavy know what day. You know, two hours early, hanging up on this one, hold on. I gotta tell this story. He looked me dead in the face and said, you're not committed to the business, you're fired. He, he came home and he was crying. And of course his mother had to get involved in the whole And thing. then I was, I went from crying, because I cried, to smiling because I actually didn't work the next day. And since I've been working my whole high school life, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> this, is, I'm like, right. this is interesting. Give me what a is laptop. this freedom? Give me a laptop. Little AJ, okay. I didn't, you know, right. not yet. This was right. before that, right. this I'm 94. Right, I'm making a joke. This was playing That's Nintendo. That's the Avengers, uh, Yes, and so I was like, this is amazing. And then my, you know, my dad doesn't really, Good. he didn't come to apologize. He just walked into my room the next day, he goes, you're, you're coming to work. I'm like, all right. That's, <laughs> That's it. really what happened. That's it. You know what's so crazy? Because he was such an absolute failure with academics, you can hold that over anybody who got B's. You're like, you got B's, dude! You square-ass motherfucker that got B's and C's. And I'm like, It's so crazy how entrepreneurship and like, it's like gone the, like I'm living in a bizarro world. I'm like, fuck this. If I was making $4,000 a weekend when I was 12 in 2017, I'd be like fucking a genius the next this. I was getting shit on by everybody because I didn't read Catcher in the Rye over the weekend. Um, so back <laughs> to what we were talking about. Do you pause because you're like, fuck, I read that in one hour? No, yeah, no, 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 Guys, no, no. post edit, put no, A's all over his face. No, 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 no. Jake, I want A's no. all over his face. No, this is, this is, this is 100% why. He keeps going, he was like, there, there are, you guys know this, there's like 15 videos in the IG video of him being like, I was a loser. I was a loser. People call me a loser for getting D's and F's. Yep. You fucking suck. Yep. Here's something that nobody else will tell you. If somebody goes to a restaurant for the first time and has a flawless experience, the statistical likelihood of them doing a second visit is about 40%. They come you back know, a second too, time because, and have yeah, a flawless yeah. experience, the statistical likelihood of a third visit is still about 42%. The third time they come, the statistical likelihood of a fourth visit is over 70%. So, you gotta market to three visits, not one. Visit one free rib dinner. You sit them down, put a red napkin on the table, not a white one. 
Identify them as a first time customer, connect with them and work to get them back a second time and a third time. Once they're there the third time, you own them. My man Holy Chandler. Man, the I, red napkin thing is genius. Because, you know, in a fast casual environment, we're not hitting that table. Side, let, me, but let me give you, let me give you a napkin that's red on the Chandler, table. Let me Can give I you, detail that go for ahead, him? Go ahead. Okay, so you put a red napkin at the table. Gary sits down, he's eating dinner. Now he's getting his free rib dinner, orders water, costs him nothing. I know he's right. a first-time customer because he's got a red napkin. When he's leaving, right. the manager comes to the table, writes on the back of a business card, $5 off chicken. Did you like the ribs? Loved them. You got to try my chicken. Come in for the chicken. Now I'm prompting a second visit. Not with a printed coupon, a handwritten yeah. card. Now he comes in yeah. for the second visit, drops the business card on the table. Everybody knows this is a second visit because red napkin was the first yep. visit. Second visit, oh you finish gosh, the yeah. meal, you go up, you say, so how was the chicken? It was freaking great. Are you full? Totally stuffed. Man, next time you got to try my cheesecake. Piece, free piece of cheesecake. Now, three visits. Ribs Wait, cost a me pizza? Five, a pizza? A piece of cheesecake. Oh, I thought a pizza-flavored so, no. cheesecake. So, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. So the rib dinner <laughs> cost me $5. The chicken was yeah. a washout because it right. was a discount. That's right. The cheesecake is $1.35. Right. For about $6, you got three visits out of them with a 70% likelihood of a fourth. Let, that's the way you right. market a restaurant within that, the four walls of it. Joel, for the four people that may not know who you are, why don't you give a little context of uh, a little bit about your career and, and, and who you are. Sure, my name's Joel, it's my real name. Um, these are my real teeth, nobody asks me that, but I just thought <laughs> I'd throw it out there. Um, I'm from Alaska, my family were pioneers. I grew up on a homestead, which means I grew up eating only what I could kill or can. So my thing came in really handy, it didn't actually. Um, uh, it taught me resilience, it taught me grit, it taught me how to grind, um, it taught me self-esteem from the inside out, which is being able to understand that you're capable because you've been given the opportunity to struggle, which is a real blessing. And uh, I ended up moving out at 15, ended up homeless at 18, was shoplifted. Why'd you, why'd you originally move out at 15? My dad was abusive, and so I decided I would just live in a cabin by myself. Um, we'd been pretty transient, moved around a lot, uh, and been taking care of myself quite a long time, and so I wanted to do it on my own without somebody in the cabin uh, besides myself. So too young to drive, I was hitchhiking into work um, at a pretty young age, working multiple jobs. Uh, Where? In Homer, Alaska. And then I uh, got a scholarship to an amazing art school in a roundabout way in Michigan. Was able to graduate from high school, yay me. Um, most importantly, if I look back on my life, I knew that at 15 I should have been a statistic. When I was homeless, I ended up homeless uh, for about a year when I was 18. I turned down the advances of my boss and when I wouldn't have sex with him, uh, he wouldn't give me my paycheck. And so I thought, no big deal, I'll live in my car for a couple months and I'll get back on my feet. Um, but then the car I was living in got stolen. And so that's how I ended up homeless. And uh, I started having panic attacks. I began shoplifting a lot. So I found a coffee shop that was going out of business. Okay. And I said, hey, before you close your doors, give me two weeks and give me all the door money and you can have all the coffee and sales and food. And so we struck a deal and I suddenly had to go out and get a following. Awesome. And I had to write a bunch of songs because I grew up singing cover songs with my dad. So I wrote and wrote and wrote, I handed out flyers, I hustled. I had two people in my coffee shop the first night. Of course. And I sang a five hour set and I sang my heart out. And what I learned is that I was very lonely and a lot of people are lonely and I deserved to be lonely because I only told truth in one place and it was in a notebook that nobody read. And I decided to 
take a risk and be vulnerable and talk about what was real and not hide from the truth. And so I poured all my feelings out in front of these two surfers, bless their hearts. <laughs> and By the way, if you're week. watching either one of the surfers, please leave a comment. <laughs> They're like, holy shit, I was that dude. Yeah. Um, and then the next week, four people came. The next week, seven. I played there every Thursday to try and have a very regular mm -hmm. time. Uh, and then after about a year, it was sold out and people were standing outside the windows, standing in pouring rain for five hours, listening to me through a window. Cool. And a radio station put a bootleg of mine on the air. It ended up requested and I got into the top 10 countdown down, top 10 countdown on 91X in San Diego. It's one of the biggest stations in the country. Labels were like, who the heck is this girl on acoustic guitar playing between Nirvana and Soundgarden? They all started showing up. So it was like being Cinderella, you know, so limousines cool. were showing up. Really? Yeah. And so you'd think I would jump at the opportunity to have a record label uh, or a record deal, except that I had just found happiness and I was not going to give it up. Yeah. And fame is a path so many people lose their footing on. It's happening to D-Rock. He's changing so much. He is. I just watched you know? him right here. Yeah, he's very condescending. He just like, stares at me. Yeah. So you were really trying to be careful. Yeah, and so I had to ask myself some very serious questions. Why am I doing this? It's very important to know. If you want to end up somewhere, you have to know where you want to end up. Then you have to have a compass of knowing how to navigate. So for me, is it an artist or famous? I know I wanted to be an artist. Nothing against fame, by the way. It's just which one do you want as an experience yep. for your life? I wanted to be an artist. So every day I made decisions based on being an artist, not being famous or rich. And that's the other kind of interesting caveat is I was offered a million dollar signing bonus and I turned it down. I had read a book called Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business and I learned that it was in advance and that you owed the advance back. I knew I was going to make a folk record at the height of grunge. I knew the odds of that working were incredibly slim. And so I basically bought my own right to make my own music and I negotiated the biggest back end anybody had ever been given in royalties and mechanicals. Same thing I did with Crush It. Nice. I love it. I didn't want, I, I, it's so funny. Yeah. Bet on yourself. And 100%. so I grinded. If you're good enough, bet on yourself. Yeah. And I turned down reality TV shows and a lot of shortcut yep. things, but there's yep. no shortcut to being great. So I did 600, 700 shows a year and I did it for years and I grinded it out and ended up breaking through. But yes, I've always looked at myself entrepreneurially um, <laughs> to answer your question in a really it's roundabout true, it's way. It's great. It's really great. <laughs>
but in reality, it was just not the right thing to do, especially because out of all the people I know on earth, the thought that I haven't offended or hurt or even did anything slightly wrong to millions of people that I have no respect for or compassion for or, or desire for friendship or how I feel about them. The thought that that happened and um, I just want you to know, because I know I've said it a bunch of times you know, privately, hmm. but in, in my everlasting quest to, for you to know how deeply I'm hurt that I could have done anything that hurt you or miffed you in any certain way, I wanted to put it super out there into the universe and never let there be any confusion. I admire you tremendously. I've really enjoyed our friendship through the years. And that is, when I do die, that is something that will still run through my mind. I've, I've lived it pretty good. I've yeah. lived it pretty good and have all the right intents. I hated that that happened. I hate that that happened. And I want you to know on this big of a stage, or at least my little micro big stage, uh, that I mean it with every ounce of my soul. Thank you, Gary. Accepted. I know you do. We've 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 talked about it. Pers- <laughs> we've talked about it personally. So, but it mean, I, I, you mean it, a lot no, to me, man. Lot, so like thank honestly, you. like now that like yeah. as I continue to get older, there's not that many people doing it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Totally. You know the 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 level of I get put into a lot of work. A lot of people use my name and associate it with other names, and I have no interest. But every time people are like, oh, and you know, when on Twitter or in real life, when people are like, oh, I like Tim and Gary, and every time I'm associated with your name, it means a lot to me. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome, brother. Yeah, man. I love you. Many Good adventures ahead. A hundred percent. Yeah. Really appreciate you. Talk to me about the hawk, Aaron Pryor. Oh, the Hulk was one of the baddest dudes ever, dude. I'm a big, big parent, and they don't know who he is. The Hulk was one of the baddest dudes you wanna, ever. You're mad you missed social media. The Hulk missed, the, you know, he yeah, just I missed know. it. Just like I said, we, we, but God knows best. God knows what he's doing. He did it for his reason, and that's what we have to do. I'm being with. selfish. A couple more. But, but the Hulk was a bad boy. John the Beast Mugabe. John the Beast Mugabe was a killer, too. Now, Hagler destroyed him, but he, he was did. a killer before Hagler destroyed him. Yes. What about Terry Norris? Terry Norris was a very good fighter, very technical fighter. Um, I think he probably did a little too much sparring in his days because it kind of got to him at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, before that, Terry was a bad boy. Terry could have played any sport, boxing, basketball, football. Anything. Have you seen Nigel Ben's kid? Yes. He's what do you think? Good. He's strong. He looks strong. He's very strong. He don't have the technique that his dad has yet, but he's very strong. So if they keep working on him technically, he can be a good fighter. Eubank's kid is even better. Yeah, Eubank's kid Eubank's kid is awesome. Yeah. Eubank was some puncher, yeah, but huh? His, his son is awesome. Yes, they both they both were punchers, and and uh, the both kids, their kids are punchers. More? Both of the kids are punchers. I know. Yeah. It's interesting like that. Yep. Julian Jackson, the Hulk. His kid didn't turn to be what he was, no. but he was a beast, a menace. You guys want to see real knockouts? The real knockouts. That knockout on Terry Norris <laughs> is so vicious. The incredible knockout ratio of Jackson. <laughs> Dude, there. Julian Jackson. And he had a flat top like Patrick Ewing. Real quick, what's the best flip you've ever had? The best one? Yeah, like the biggest ROI. Like I bought this bike at a garage sale for $40 and I sold it for $6,900. Nah, I didn't have one like that. Well, I, I get it. I mean, I made I, that I, up. I, but like, I, what's, give me a good, give me a real fucking good one. Uh, I found a uh, Ferrari uh, 348 uh, Spider in a guy's garage. And I uh, was able to flip that. I bought it from him for 20000 bucks because it didn't run. And I was able to flip it for $113,000. Uh, 
that was better than the example I gave. <laughs> He's like, no, no. Like I was like, and and how much work or things did you have to put into it? I put fresh gas in it and started up straight up. Yeah, with a fresh gas and battery, we we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I could so get caught on that because I don't understand cars. Like, I, by the way, I that's really interesting. So. I don't know if you know this, but like all these tchotchkes, like so many people that watch me, I, I pushed them to this 2017 flip challenge. And it's interesting, I know pop culture, so I'm good at like buying like advertising or TV stuff, buying it, knowing it's undervalued. But so many of the people that watch me have, have a little bit more handy skills like you did, maybe not for bikes and cars, but like whether it's electronics or things of that nature and hearing people on Twitter and email and DMing me on Instagram of like, I bought this, I. I this, it didn't work, it took me one minute, it was the battery, it was this, and I flipped it for that. It's, uh, it's amazing when you have a skill set to use that as an arbitrage. No, it's really cool. Every single day, I make pretend that my mother, dad, sister, brother, wife, or children are killed. Now I know this is a different version of it. <laughs> I know, you didn't expect that one? I, <laughs> you crazy son of a bitch. I know it's a little. I know it's a little different. Yes, they get stabbed in the eye and then they take out the. Yes, the like it's, it's it's sometimes even in detail. But I will tell you, it's very fleeting. It usually oh, happens within the twenty. But here. I promise you, I know it's a little left field. It's insane what that perspective does for me. Uh, Nothing, and I feel well, it's it. Contrast, and I feel it, I, I and it. I feel contrast it in my works. soul. Contrast and works. and and it just makes every bad thing. And by the way and I'm sure for your business, when you're the last line of defense, uh, you know how they say occupation on the doctor form? The last time I filled it out, I said firefighter. <laughs> because that's what I think I do for a living. Like it's just problems. Yeah. Like, my, like when I get done with this interview, I'm gonna look at my phone, seven problems, yeah. seven fires to put out. Like yeah. that's what we do. For me it's perspective. Like I don't understand how people don't get that there's seven plus billion people, that there's so many people that have it worse than you. Well, look, if you live in this country, I, you know, I feed 100 million, 100 million people a year, I care. But if you live in poverty in this country, you're the 1%, you're not the 99%. I know. Two thirds of the planet lives on $2.50 a day, $900 a year. If you're making 18,000 a year, I don't want you to make 18,000, but you gotta start with gratitude that you're one of the richest humans on earth. You're it preaching. feel like it, but you are. Happiness, man. It's just about happiness, bro. That's all that matters is your happiness. Other people are going to tell you what they think you should do or what they would do if they were you, but they're not you, bro. They're not you. So just be happy and do what you love. Stay passionate. You know, be smart and, and, and have fun and take risk. And be a wuzzle. A wuzzle is a 1984 cartoon where two animals were in one animal. Be a wuzzle. Be a professional lacrosse player and a fucking doctor. And Grandma fucking Victor is thrilled. Swag. I love how we're talking to 14 year old kids today. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like if you look at lacrosse, lacrosse is growing like disgustingly fast, and like that's dude, I'm 41. Lacrosse has been growing disgustingly fast since I was 14. So be careful, but it doesn't matter. Be happy and execute on your thing. Don't justify your dreams. Execute on them. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, put that shit yeah, on that the shirt. I'm gonna. That's <laughs> actually what ooh was. All right, Victor, we gotta go, my man. We wish you well. See ya. Thanks, Peace. Thank you. Thanks, All right, one more. Damn, that's crucial. Yeah, don't just like. Yo, this I, is tight. This is fun, right? This is cool as shit. I'm gonna see like Ask Logic in a couple weeks on YouTube. I'm gonna be excited. You Get should it. do this, man. Yeah, it's fun. That's it's fun, kind of right? Cool. Yeah, this is dope. Thank you. You're welcome. This is this is a really good experience. And it's a good way to scale interaction with fans. I, I like this energy. Do you think we should be like a? Do you think we should start a morning show? <laughs> <laughs>
Like me and you versus like Kelly and Michael. Like, I, I guess they like they. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That'd be great. You said you wanted to do TV. I'll wear the dress. <laughs> I'll wear it too. We'll both wear it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This you know the person's name, or you didn't catch it. Lafonda. Lafonda, you're on the Ask Gary Vee show. B B B B B. What is it? Tell Alright, we'll get it. <laughs> Relax over there, guys. Sticking phones in each other's pockets. Yo, this is Gary Vee, and you're on the Ask Gary Vee show with Logic. <laughs> they got scared. They were like, <laughs> you can hear us in the background. They got excited. T Pain, you get to ask the question of the day. Still same. Everybody who comes on as a guest gets to ask the Vayner Nation the question of the day. This is an opportunity for you to get market research or curiosity of oh. something answered. Thousands of comments and answers will show up on YouTube and Facebook. That's exactly I what on. I thought was about to happen. <laughs> Fired away. Fired away, T-Pain. Okay. Uh, I've been asking this question all around the world and I will keep asking this question until Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, Tyson uh, answers this goddamn question. If we go back in time, Follow, follow me on this. <laughs> Let me get settled in. Right. If we go back in time, we know the earth moves through the universe, right? So the earth is moving <laughs> continuously. If we go back in time. I failed science. Do we go back to where the earth was at that time? And we just, that's why, I, I, I think this is why we don't. T-Bain, when did this question come to your head? So, so long ago. I can feel that. <laughs> when? <laughs> when? So, because when? the earth, because no. the, the earth moves through when? the universe. No, no, when and why? This is time travel. Has, have, have you guys <laughs> not been thinking about time travel? <laughs> what the fuck? Jake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving. If we're always I've moving never, through time I've and space. I've never, ever thought about time travel until this moment. If we're always moving through time and space and we go back in time, do we go back to where the earth was? That's why we don't <laughs> see time travelers because they just end up in a fucking void. Oh, somewhere. wait a minute. That was actually interesting. Are you telling me that I could go back in time and stay alive longer? I'm just living in 1437? No. Okay, what are you saying? I'm saying that if the earth is moving through the universe, when you go back in time, I think you Wait go... Can we establish the when you go back in time? Who's gone back in time? How have they gone back in time? Go ahead. There are time machines. <laughs> where? They're in the fucking void where the earth used to be. They went back in time and obviously died. Like, in the void of space. They fucking... It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger on, on Total Recall. Head blew up. It's crazy. There's a lot going on. I got footage. I don't have footage. So, <laughs> so if the Earth is moving through the universe, when you go back in time, do you go back to where the Earth was or does the Earth go back with I don't you? know if I've ever been more curious to see the answers on YouTube and Facebook I'm than so this. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Album dropping. That's some quantum 17. shit I just dropped. You did. You have a science <laughs> professor up in this bitch. Right. <laughs> Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.